Cameron, I know that we have plans to talk uh-huh. about Pokemon on a on another episode, mm-hmm. on a less serious episode. Yeah. Um, well, actually, more serious. Well, depending on how you look at it, yes. Yeah, maybe it's one of the most serious things that we do. One of the most serious. Um, however, that's like two weeks away, and we're already late for station. Mm-hmm. So just gut reaction, Pokemon, what's up? It's fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's probably the most fun I've had with a Pokemon game since a while. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we won't sit, talk about any of this during the other episode. But are the glitches in the frame rate inexcusable? Yeah. Yeah. Especially for a game this big, from a developer this seasoned. And like, the most um, valuable media franchise in the world of all time. Yeah. Also that, like... By a long shot, too. Mm-hmm. I think Star Wars and Hello Kitty are almost half combined. No, oh. each together. Each. Okay, each individually. I guess I no. should say. Crazy. But still, together, they're almost worth as much as Pokemon. Um. So, is it inexcusable? Yeah, it kind mm-hmm. of is. Get you get your crap together. That being said, I have a great time. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, and I feel like everyone is being very polarized about it. Like everyone's mm-hmm. like the glitches are the glitches are overrated. Like just play Pokemon or like our friends are basically our sister podcast at this point. The besties, mm-hmm. our sister oh. podcast. <laughs> um, they just kind of wrote it off entirely, and we're like, nah, this one ain't it. Yeah, but they do that with a lot of things that I love. It surprised me though that we didn't get any kind of more nuanced discussion, especially. Have you listened to the episode of the Besties? I haven't yet. Oh well, they bring they bring Charlie on, and she raves about it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Okay, Charlie, you're done here. Go play." And then they're just like, "You know, the delight of a child, whatever." But and then they just trash it the whole time. Yeah, and there are definitely trash worthy things, but overall, like it's a great experience. Yeah, I was I was really looking for for some discourse about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I threw out in the Twitterverse, like, hey, like, anyone got any video game podcasts? Um, because just everywhere I was going, it was like, let's talk about, let's talk about the game of the years and why the only one that matters is God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Zero Dawn. And Elden Ring. And Elden Ring. And that was like a ton of podcasts. Like so many, I, I listened to like three podcasts in a row that when they were talking about the game of the year. They were like, and I don't know why Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is here, just to lose, I guess. Like, I was just like, I understand this. I do. Mm-hmm. I know that I love niche things. But this isn't this isn't discourse. This isn't interesting. Yeah, this is just, we're just going to write these things off. Yep. Uh, so I put it out there um, and found um, Acts of the Blood God. Oh, my. Um, which was, it was pretty good. And then the other one I found... I just listened to it while I was doing the dishes today. Was another podcast so called You're so domestic. What's good games? Uh-huh. Um, which apparently is pretty popular. I had no idea. Um, but it was a delightful conversation. Our Twitter friends who pointed me to those two, you really came through. Yeah. I doubt they listened to this. No, they probably didn't listen to this, but I think they did. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But chance, we have something more important than all of this to do. 
What? Because I just caught one of the exclusive Pokemon to the version that I'm playing. Um, because the games, for those of you who don't know, we'll go into this more probably later. Scarlet Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet kind of play with the future and the past of the world. And there's some future and past variants of different Pokemon. Um, so far, I've only found one um, being a Dawn fan where we have a past version where he's, he's an elephant looking fella. And there's a past version where he is sort of like a mammoth. And there's a future version where he's like a robot called Iron Treads. And I caught him, but now I need to give him a nickname because he's on my team. Okay. He, he sent Quay uh, Quayval strutting out the door. Oh, okay. So I, I benched my starter for this guy. I mean, I benched my starter a long time ago. Mm-hmm. For the greatest of all my Pokemon Scope villain. Yeah, I mean, it's a good one. Um, oh, I love him so much. Um, if it makes you feel any better, um, I caught I caught my version um, while my wife was watching. And her favorite uh, animal is elephants. Uh-huh. Um, I have the opposite version, so I caught Great Tusk. Um, and she was like, what's that like dinosaur elephant called? And I was like, oh, you mean like a mammoth? And she's like, nah, yeah, but I don't want to call him that. And I was like, okay, what do you want to call him? And she said, Phantosaur or Phantosaurus. So that's what I named him. And I love my Phantosaurus. Like Fanta, like a phantom or like Fanta, like the fizzy oh. drink with a PH? Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know why I didn't go elephant from yeah. my first thought. I went Fanta, like orange Fanta. Fanto. Phantosaur. So um, that? I love that name. It's perfect. Um, it's perfect. I don't think it really works for mine. No, but it, I'm just trying to give you inspiration. Mm-hmm. I feel like his tra- he's iron tread, so he kind of has like a because in the original one, his trunk sort of wraps all the way across his body mm-hmm. from back to front. But here, it's like a cool tread, like a, almost like a motorcycle. So I was thinking maybe like Akira, just because that motorcycle scene, that famous anime motorcycle scene where he slides it. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Um, I know what I would name it, mm-hmm. but you don't have to choose that. Okay. Well, lay it on me. Um, probably the greatest, like one-off Power Rangers villain of all time, and I remember mm-hmm. this so well, even though I haven't seen it in years, because it's a legitimately terrifying episode of Power Rangers where they are being like hunted down in their civilian forms by a ghost tank uh-huh. um and that ghost tank is later revealed to be a monster called tankenstein i love that <laughs> okay i genuinely love that yeah tankenstein it definitely is very much like a tank mm-hmm. so um, i will give that to you if you would like it okay i think i'm gonna go with tankenstein Oh, and you should watch the episode of Power Rangers in Space with Tankenstein because it is legitimately unlike like any Power Rangers episode ever, and it's mm-hmm. like it like genuinely scared me as a child. Now yeah. it would be Power Rangers and it would be silly, but uh-huh. but still scary. Yeah, it was like back then. It was like why can't they? Normally they can fight it. Not if it's a ghost tank. Well, ghost tank isn't really like it, it's just like a tank that like tries to run them down and then disappears. Mm-hmm. Is like where where to go? Scary, like a Nightmare on Elm Street situation. Kind of. Um, so yes, I I think the episode is called Ride of Tankenstein. Oh my. Well, so Tankenstein it is. 
Um, it's a great, it's great. Um, yeah. So we're having a great time with it. Um, we'll talk more about the good. Um, later. Later. Um, people who are saying it's N64 graphics are blowing it out of proportion. Um, no, obviously haven't looked at an N64. Yeah. 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 You know, again, in our sister podcast, um, they liken it to th- preferring Bomberman 64 graphics. I'm like, that's that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it pretty bad? Yes. And apparently, um, in the in the podcast I was just listening to, um, people's experiences are varying pretty widely. Like two people playing like Scarlet and Violet are getting like different numbers of glitches. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just getting really lucky. I've had one crash and none of the clipping people are talking about. People keep talking about like clipping into the floor and stuff. I haven't had any of them. Yeah, not really had a problem. Um, but they do. They it does need to be fixed. Yeah, but it's so much fun, and we'll talk more about it later. But we just gotta we gotta be up on the discourse. We gotta be we gotta be relevant, Cameron. We do. Are a few weeks late. Yeah. Just, whatever. Brought to you by What to Expect When You're Expecting. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. And I'm your other host, Chance. And this is going to be our first ever Brought to You By Off. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Because I had one, too. And I want the people at home to decide which one's better. Yours is much more on the nose. Mine maybe only works for people like me. Okay. Um, But anyway, rewinding. Brought to you by Midnight by Taylor Swift. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. I had the same thought because Sean said, I'm the problem, it's me. Yes. And I was like, yes, it's Annie Hero. There it is. <laughs> so I'm glad we both both went to that place. Mm-hmm. I just heard that and I was like, Sean is Taylor Swift. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was like, the minute I heard him say that, I'm like, oh man, I hope I have the brought to you by. <laughs> chance wins, chance wins. No, let the, let the fans decide. We'll call the episode Boy Boy Meets Annie Hero. <laughs> Boy Meets Annie Hero. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> uh, I think the heater in my house is kicked on. Uh-huh. And I think in this enclosed room... It may end up being a problem. All the heat is going into that room. Because I am suddenly very warm. It just turned off. Well, okay. okay. It's like nice knowing you. This is your final destination locked in a tanning bed moment. It might be. We'll see. If I start turning red, let me know. Okay. You two, you you at home can play along. And if you see Chance turning red, um, raise your hand. <laughs> Unless you're driving. You can raise a hand when you're driving. Ten you and two. two. You can... Chance, clearly you've never driven. Hey, we advocate responsible driving around here. Ten and two. Put down that phone. You don't need to text us. We advocate responsible teen drinking. (laughs) Yeah. I did have, um, I've already finished it because it was actually quite delicious. 
Um, I had a glass of eggnog mm-hmm. that I put two shots of cookie dough whiskey into. Oh, my. So while we're on the topic of just alcohol, this weekend, or this week, you know, it was Thanksgiving week. So we were at my in-laws and we were over at my sister-in-law and her husband's house, Luke, friend of the show. Friend of the um, show. And he made us all some drinks. I forget. It was a, like an orange cranberry whiskey sour. Ooh. And it had ginger beer in it. Well, now it's not a sour anymore. Well, I don't know what exactly all the things were. But, I mean, it was big. But I drank some. Instantly, my face red as the Japanese sun flag. Burning hot. Something in the drink just totally shut me down. Okay. Like, I felt fine. Otherwise, I wasn't, like, drunk or sick or anything. But it was just, like, my entire forehead, cheeks ears were just red as can be and just hot 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 mm, hives of some sort i don't know what it was there was no no like marks it was just red well hives can be that and, but then um i set that aside and drank some water and when i calmed down he made me what was he called it was an angry ball is what it was called which was angry orchard apple cider and fireball mixed mm. together really it felt very much like fall okay like a ball drink Cinnamony, happily. I actually right now have a cinnamon moonshine. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more fireball-y than I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to find the right ratio or mixers with it and my cookie dough whiskey to make like a snickerdoodle cocktail. Mm-hmm. I've tried probably like four or five. The best I've gotten so far, um, the rum actually that we used for our Dark and Stormies, um, putting about a half an ounce of that in with an ounce of the um, cookie dough whiskey, and about a about a quarter ounce, maybe a third of an ounce of the moonshine. Mm-hmm. Um, the three of them together come really close, but that rum I got that day was just so alcoholic. <laughs> um, it packs a punch. And then yeah, it was it was just a little too much for the drink, so I'm gonna yeah, get yeah. some. Uh, some lower proof rum so I don't mm-hmm. overwhelm it. Yes. And then with my Thanksgiving dinner, I had some oil fire whiskey. Ooh. Which is just like straight normal. I don't know what's special about it. But I had that with my, you know, my turkey dinner. Hmm. It was like good. It. It's a good time. I didn't I didn't drink on Thanksgiving. Well, did you drink on time loop day? Um nope. You're a loss, I guess. No booze on time loop day. Um I drank Two days before time loop day. Oh, watch out, world. Yeah, not very exciting. No. So anyway, we have an episode of Boy Meets World to talk about. I want to talk about booze. I know. Or I know. Or Pokemon. I haven't listened a lot to Midnight Midnight's. I need to listen just to more Taylor Swift in general. Um, but I've heard a lot of good things about this one. Um, yeah. I have not either. Um, until not folklore, the one after Evermore. Mm-hmm. Um, I had made it a pretty big point in my life to always know, like a Taylor Swift album cover to cover, even mm-hmm. if, even like in the case of Reputation, when I really don't like it, um, and I don't like Lover very much either. Um, better than Reputation, but um, just because there's no like. Taylor Swift is a once in several generations star. Yeah, she's a big talent. Um, 
Well, yeah, whether you think it's talent or just kind of the luck of the draw, I mean, she is now the only person to ever hold all 10 spots on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow, that's amazing. Um, a feat I don't know how would ever actually be replicated. Um, so, <sighs> lover, hater. Um, and, and to be fair, for most of her career, um, I've been fairly indifferent to her. Mm-hmm. Um, though understanding how important she is. Um, if you're going to watch one, you gotta, it's got to be Taylor. If you're going to watch one? Like watch one like person to be like the most famous person of the time we're living in. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She single-handedly broke Ticketmaster. Yeah, someone had to. I mean, it's only a matter of time. Um, yeah, so I, I really need to sit down and do my due diligence with Evermore and midnights midnights really um, like 1989 1989 is her best album so far in life like that was just a hip a hit machine yeah it was 1989 is a terrific album um red also very good i remember in college jamming out to speak now mm-hmm. with you guys in adam's car driving around town yeah we did red quite a bit too i guess i wasn't around for that one um yeah, Red and 1989, I like a lot. Um, 1989, way more than Red. but Style, Wildest Dreams, best song she's ever done. Mm-hmm. All those other ones. Well, I was just saying those two in particular. Yeah. Those are... But anyway, Boy Meets World. That's what we're here for. What we're, here, we're here for the Boys Meets Worlds. I guess. Do you want to give us a synop of this one, Chance, episode 12? Do a synop off? Season six. I really don't. Okay. Um, it's surprising, but I really don't. I just thought it would be fair. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we got two storylines. Um, Eric is with his parents, and Corey, Topanga, and Sean do a thing. Wow. Maybe I do want to have a send off off. I don't know. This is this is a tough one to. This is a tough one to sit up, I feel like. Four of the characters do a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I'll try again. I'll try again. Eric is attending Lamont's class with his mom when Alan arrives having a distinct problem. And then Corey and Topanga are forced to butt out of Sean and Angela's relationship as it evolves to its new stage. Okay. Better. Better. I don't know. These are... I really like this episode. My unwillingness to talk about it is not actually based on what I think the quality of it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do feel like the plot and resolution are all very tied together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel kind of indifferent towards the episode. Like, it's not bad. But coming off of the last episode that we watched, that was just so, 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 so good. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's kind of a return to the messiness in a way. In, in a way. This is probably my second favorite episode of the season so far. Okay, okay, okay. Um, probably. Probably. I'd have to, I'd have to think on that for a second, but. Gonna have um, to do a whole lot of work and break some mathematical scales in order to be our best episode of the season. No, it won't be our because uh, it has an average over a ten. Yes, um, 
last episode was one of the best episodes of the series so far. Um, I surprisingly so actually. Yeah, wasn't expecting it. Um, no, this is this episode doesn't compare, but I think it's still very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should just jump in and talk about why I think it's very good. Yeah. Do we do we want to talk? Just about the two storylines separately. Yeah, because they really don't matter to one another. Yeah, they don't, and they don't overlap ever. No, well, they do at the very end, sort of. Okay. Um, here, this is my problem with this episode, recap-wise. Again, I like this episode actually quite a bit. Mm -hmm. The conclusion is kind of in the setup, like because when I tell you, like, we start out with. Eric and his mom, for their storyline at least, out of Lama's class. The dad disappeared, or Alan disappeared. You've been talking to me about not doing that as much. Mm -hmm. Alan disappeared that morning, and she doesn't know where he went. So she brought Eric to Lama's to be her Lama's partner. Um, And then it turns out that Eric was looking, or not Eric, Alan was looking at motorcycles. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, now you know you know the entire plot and the resolution. Yeah, it's it's all right there. It's like a classic <laughs> trope. Mm-hmm. Boy meets trope. Yeah, it, and it really is, and I think it's well done, mm-hmm. like for what it is. I, I yeah. really do. I think Eric getting to know the other girl in the Lamaze class is very very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like good comedy throughout. It's like an Alan focused episode that's like not annoying. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Alan's having him in life crisis, mm-hmm. right? Um, we will point out that Eric is um, very cute with this person right next to him. You know, they get there and she he points to her belly and is like, "Who's your daddy?" He's like, "Who's your Who's your baby's daddy? Who's the guy who did that to you?" Which is that's funny. There's a lot of comedy of like. He sets the pillows down for Amy, and then he lays down on them. Yes. Um, he, like, lounges out, and she's like, Eric, the pillows are for me. Oh, you. It's all about you. <laughs> he, like, she's like, leans back on him, and he kind of moves away, and she rolls. He's yeah. Like, you're, you're a weeble. You're wobbling. He's pushing her down. Because she went to, he went to greet the other woman in the Lamaze class. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I, then Alan comes back, and... It's again, I think Eric is very funny in this where Alan like kind of sets up and he's like, okay, I'm going to leave. And then the other lady who I don't know that we ever get her name, Jessica, maybe we do. Maybe we'll call her Jessica. Let me just look. This is what the internet's for. Camry, Google something. Camry, he is a Googling guy. Googling fiend. Cutting the cord. Good. The name of this one because Good. the giving birth, getting um, Jessica, I think. Oh, got it, got it in one. Boy, now I know what the other girl in this episode's name is because I don't know. Her name is Kelly. Kelly. They're both middle-aged blonde women in this picture, so it's kind of hard to tell, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> From Jess to Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And and they have a funny thing. He, Eric's like, "Yeah, motorcycles. All right, Dad." And <laughs> they both wobble back. Yeah, they both fall down. Um, Amy tells Alan, "Like, why don't you just get a yellow Corvette instead?" He's like, "You'd be okay with that." <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, next scene: Eric is in his apartment. Well, he's and, reading a book about birth. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> 
ooh, the uterus has an accordion-like structure that allows it to birth babies up to 22 pounds. And Jack is like, I'm eating. Yeah. Jack yeah, Jack's weirdly anti-woman and no one calls him out on it. He will not be the MVP of this episode. No, but then he's like, and when your water breaks, you're losing your mucus plug. And then Rachel's like, ah, I'm done too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what their problems are. And and actually, um, birth, it's fairly uncommon when a woman goes into labor that her water actually breaks. What? I know in, like, in TV, it's a very common like pregnancy thing of like the water breaking. And that's kind of like, oh, I'm in labor. My water broke. Rarely does that actually happen. Um, is it just because of this day and age where, like, we no, even, can induce? Like, even with, like, just normal not being induced or anything like that, your water. Oh. It's it's uncommon for your water to actually break on its own. Hmm, didn't know. Didn't know. The more you know. Um, yeah, that information. yeah. And normally you poop in front of your significant other. That didn't happen. For either of your boys? Nope. Um, but yeah, so that that's that. And Alan comes in, and he's like, look at this motorcycle. And everyone's like, what are you doing? <laughs> They're just like, oh. <laughs> Eric's like, you're having a Middle Eastern crisis. Yes. Dad, I knew what this is. This is your Middle East crisis. I did laugh out loud. <laughs> Eric. Um, yeah, and then... They're all telling him all the things he's afraid of. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, are you trying to cheer me up? Yeah, it's like, every breath you take is one closer to your last. <laughs> yeah. And he's he reveals, like, he's just afraid. Like, he can't do this again. Mm -hmm. um, he wants to do it again, but he's just afraid the baby's not going to like him again. And really, that's the rest of this episode. Mm -hmm. Like, for them. Um, it, I think it's funny and good, but... It's resolved. How? Yeah, I mean, you know, as soon as the setup comes, I mean, you know, the second that he says, "I got a motorcycle," or I was looking at motorcycles, you're yeah. like, "Okay, I know where this is going," and yeah. it goes exactly where you know it's going. Yeah. So they're back at the Lamaz class, and Eric's still that woman's partner for whatever reason. Her husband's on a naval aircraft carrier in the South China Sea. Well, he's just being a nice guy. He's just being a nice guy, I guess. He's just being Eric. Um. And her water breaks, and Alan. It was very funny, like set up for that though, because they have the little babies, the practicing oh, yeah. burping, and he like hits it, and its head falls off, and he's like, "Miss, mine broke," and then she's like, "My water broke," and he's like, "Miss, mine broke." Yeah, and he like panics, but Alan's got everything. He's like, "You do this, you do this." Amy, get in the back of the car with Jessica, um, and then someone call the hospital, and we're gonna be there in five minutes. And he gets them there, I guess. We don't see that. Mm -hmm. um, and then everyone is cheering for Alan. Not sure why he's not with Amy at this point. Or no, he is. Yeah, he's she's there. She's there when they come to the apartment. Okay. Yeah, she's there. Everyone's like, see, you got this. And he has the same revelation he had before, but this time with the knowledge that he does have this. Uh -huh. And he's just, a lot of it's like, you know, I'm going to be too old. Like, am I going to just be worn out? Like, when my kid... You know, wants to play catch. Am I going to have the energy to do that? Because I'm a lot older than I was when it was Eric or Corey or even Morgan. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of worried about that. And then Eric's like, no, that's not what it's about. It's like, it's about the fact that you were there for me. It wasn't that you taught me how to swing a bat because any like baseball coach could do that. But you were there for me when I struck out. Mm -hmm. And like that was more important than you teaching me X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. Just the fact that you were there. 
Yeah, the fact that you were there for him. And Jack says, you've done great twice before. And Eric's like, three times. And Jack goes, I said what I said. <laughs> Almost earning him back into the MVP race. Mm. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, so they it all... More than just one joke to get in our good graces. It's true. So that's that depends on the episode. That's not necessarily true. <laughs> yeah. It depends on the episode. We gave it to Angela once basically for uh, Shanae Martin Luther King Boulevard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just so good. Um, but yeah, so Eric... Oh, we gave it to Corey. Did we give it to Corey in that episode? Yeah, that was Everybody Loves Stuart. Um, I love having this chart. You do. You have that chart. Charts and graphs. No graphs, actually. I know we gave it to Angela for one scene one time. Uh, Probably the Stockholm Syndrome episode. We gave it to her for the Poetry Night episode. No. We gave it to her for Hogs and Kisses also. Probably that one. Which would have been the Stockholm Syndrome episode. Mm -hmm. No, that was the episode. That was Friendly Persuasion. Hogs and Kisses was when Corey or Sean and Topanga kiss for the video. Hmm. And then Topanga's like... Yeah, it's been happening to me a lot lately, or things like that. Yeah, it was probably something like that. Something. Yeah. Who knows? Turns out your people did a lot for this country. <laughs> Might have yeah. been that. that was a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, Angela, come on the show. Um, yeah, so they're they're celebrating. They have a pizza and some root beer, and they just give a toast to the children. All of them, everywhere. <laughs> Don't make me go on. <laughs> um, yeah. That's that. That's their storyline. I'm. There's nothing wrong with it to point out. There's nothing great about it to point out. No, there's some funniness. Yeah, but it feels very. I mean, it's very telegraphed. It's it's very telegraphed, but also very real. You understand that Alan probably would have these feelings. Mm-hmm. Um. So none of it. I don't know. It's not bad. Like you, you can't talk about like things that are wrong with it, but it's not like. They put a whole new spin on this whole thing that changed my entire perspective. They didn't. Yeah, they really didn't. It's it is what it is. But yeah. I mean, it's it's real. There are far, far, far worse sitcom tropes to um, base an episode on. So yeah, I mean, it was good. I, it's so hard when an episode is like just good, like not like great and not terrible. It's just like what do, what do we say? Like we told you what happened. It's good. I don't remember anything racist or misogynist or homophobic. No. Well, it's, it's fine. But before we continue the second half of the episode, I just have one thing to say. No, sleep till bro- bro- Bob cut. It's Bob. been so long. No, sleep, sleep till, till Bob, Bob That's right, everyone. It's the Yeasty Boys, your favorite podcast within a podcast. But all things bread. Surely. Oh, I have I have things for this too. I was going to bring it up after the episode, so. Oh, I like it in the middle. Okay, love it. Um, but I'm just bringing something. I mean, this is from a couple weeks ago, but again, due to technical issues and all sorts of other stuff, just hasn't worked out. Um, I want to talk about cornbread. Oh, okay. I love cornbread. Cornbread is not my favorite. Oh no, I didn't grow up with it. Was probably Ooh. part of it. Guess you're not really a pseudo southerner. No. That's what Oklahoma is. It was just talk, talk to me about cornbread. Sell it to me. And cornbread is just little pockets of delight. Um, the reason I bring it up is a few weeks ago it was really cold, and my wife made some chili, and she made some cornbread, and I just love like 
there's two there's two categories of cornbread. You can have not sweet cornbread, or you can have sweet cornbread. And I like sweet cornbread. This should come as no surprise to anyone. Um, but when you take it and you put it in your chili and you mix it up, it just adds this whole other level of like obviously sweetness, but just this really good flavor. Um, it's just a, it's a delight. It's a delight, delightful bread. Um, I wish I could share in the delight of this bread. Um, we can blame probably my mother. Probably, I mean, we do for most things. <laughs> um, she loved cornbread, but could never like quite get it right growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had it as an adult a few times, and I was like, "Hmm, this is okay, I guess." Was it sweet or not sweet? I feel like I've had it both ways. Okay, have and you I've ever been to Clark Crew Barbecue? I don't believe so. North Expressway. We'll have to go. They have cornbread there. Um, that's so good. Okay. It's like little loaves, like yay big, and they're just really good. Great with the barbecue. Okay. Cornbread. And anyway, it also makes good stuffing, which we had at Thanksgiving. You had cornbread and stuffing? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because, I mean, stuffing, you just take any bread and you dry it out. Mm-hmm. And you basically re-wet it with a broth or something. Yeah. Um, this wasn't stuffing that was stuffed into the turkey. It was just dressing, I suppose. Yeah. More than anything. Um, but it's good. I don't think I've ever had stuffing, actually. Like that's been stuffed in the turkey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I really have either. I've had dressing, but never stuffing. Um, that's fantastic. What do you got? Um, I have recently procured a subscription to Wild Grain Box. Uh-huh. Um, I have a great desire for bread. A great, a great lust for it, you mm-hmm. could say. The bread lust. Yeah, it's 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 real. Um, now, this is a hashtag not sponsored, but hashtag could be sponsored. I don't know, but yeah, hit us up. Hit us we up. Have dozens of listeners every week. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm. It's it's difficult to say whether or not I would do it again um, because without the thirty dollar off code I got from our sister podcast, the Bestie. Mm-hmm. Um, Dead to me now. It would be almost ninety dollars. Whoa! And that's pretty expensive for bread. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have made three out of my five loaves and have not yet made the croissants, pasta, uh, and biscuits that came with it. But mm-hmm. the uh, the first bread, the one that I baked, um, it's it's fresh made bread. bread. Um, I think they take it out a little bit before it's done and then mm-hmm. freeze it. So you kind of finish it up at home. Let's um, freeze it really fast, but it comes out so fresh. Um, and the first one I made from them was a rosemary garlic sourdough. Ooh. Cameron, it was so good. It was so good. Was um, it was literally my dinner that night was just... Right. Munching on rosemary garlic sourdough. That's it a was, lot of things. That's a lot of things going on with that bread. I've never had like fresh sourdough, and like the crust was so crunchy, and the inside was so light and chewy, and all of the seasonings that were like baked into the bread. Oh, so good. Sounds good. Um, then um, just a few days ago, I made um, the regular sourdough loaf. Mm hmm. Still bomb bomb.com. Wow, you heard it here first. 
Um, I apparently I am a huge fan of fresh sourdough. Did not know that about myself. If only you'd have known when the pandemic started and everyone was doing it. I guess so. I mean, I still could. You were kind of living in it. You didn't have an oven at that I point. I didn't have an oven. Um, it was so stinking good. And then the one we made for time loop day, um, because it has become a three year tradition now that my wife makes chili for dinner. Um, and we cooked the cornbread, three- Matt. All I'm saying. What? You can put some cornbread in that. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I this bread is all I want to put in it now. Um, it was a more of a like a long loaf instead of a round loaf, and it was a three seed harvest bread they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had poppy seeds, sesame seeds, and pumpkin seeds baked throughout it. Oh wow! Um, and it was like a really just like like wheaty bread with an incredible crust. And my wife and I both tried it and were floored by how good it is. And then we dipped it in our chili and took a bite, and it was so good. It was the best pairing I have ever had with chili ever, was this three-seed harvest loaf. don't know if I've ever really had a harvest loaf. I don't know that I had either, but it's so good. Sounds good. Um, so anyway, get a wild grain box, people. It's real good. We don't have a code to give you because we're not sponsored. But if we ever do have one, we'll tell you. You can use our sister podcast code, The Besties. Well, if we ever get a code of our own, we'll put it in right here. Enter code here. And then um, you can use it. Um, it came with four free croissants, which we haven't made yet. Um, orange cranberry biscuits. Mm. Um, and I have a sourdough harvest loaf still to make. <sighs> That sounds like a combination of the two good ones. I know. They're awesome. It doesn't have any seeds, but no, no. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. Um, fresh bread is amazing. Um, I really want to keep this subscription. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it seems a bit pricey. Um, maybe, maybe I get it for special occasions. Um, oh, time loop days, Thanksgivings. Yeah, yeah, because it is. Oof. I I don't know that I've ever had like really fresh right out of the oven bread, but that crust it like floored me. How mm-hmm. like crisp and like breaks in your mouth is oh, mm-hmm. so. crackling. So I've had a very good couple of bread weeks. I'm glad. Um, I'll report on the final loaf. Probably not next time we record, but no. maybe the time after that. The croissants and the biscuits. Mm-hmm. Ready for it all. Um, I'm just ready for it all. Uh, maybe maybe we can find a time to enjoy my final loaf together. That would be fun. I think the listeners at home would really appreciate that. And by listeners at home, I mean me. <laughs> I think the recorders at home would really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And by the recorders at home, I mean me. Both of us. Uh, but yes, um, I love bread. Yeah, bread. Eat it. Please never send us babka because I don't want to stop this journey. I never want to stop. Talking about bread is wrong. I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. I want to go on a carnivore diet. You freaks. Eat bread. Bread. Mankind, that's one of our greatest achievements as a species. If you have celiac disease, I'm really sorry. And I really hope you have found a great substitute for bread. Yes. There are many. I don't know if they're good. Excuse me. But there are many. Um, I guess that's all, though, for now. That's all the bread. So... Let's sing us out. No, sleep, sleep. No babka. No, no, sleep, sleep. No babka. That's one way to do it. It was close. 
Yeah. Close is a strong word for what has happened, but we'll take it. Horseshoes, hand grenades, and podcast. Yeah. That's the only times close counts. So on the other end of the story, Tell we me. have the Sean and Angela of it all still going on. <laughs> um, so we start in the student union where Sean and Angela sit down with Corey and Topang in between them and say they have something for them to see. To sign. Um, to sign. It's a, basically, it's a restraining order. For their relationship. Relationship, which is, seems legal, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, the law. The law. Who can who can understand it? Sorry, I keep reaching for things to fidget with. Apparently. You should uh, just have a pencil. I should. My son and I have been making a Christmas tree out of perler beads, which are the uh, those little beads that you melt with an iron. Fun. Um, and so I'm just fiddling with one. Fun. So, yeah. Um, so, but they've taken out a restraining order against them when it comes to their relationship. Yes. They say, leave us alone. They have great intentions, but Sean and Angela would like them to butt out. Mm-hmm. They're both doing fine. In fact, they both have a date tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Corey's excited for his friend Sean. He's like, oh, you're ready. And then we get an iconic line from Sean, but not necessarily because of the episode, but because of the previews for the show that were on ABC Family and maybe Disney Channel. Because mm-hmm. uh, they would always, for when they were doing like, spots and they're like and we've got boy meets world they would cut to sean going um i'm ready i'm excited and i'm ready to rock and roll (laughs) yes um i just i don't know why that is so vividly tied to that like this is what we've got to look forward to this season on our programming block commercial but Mm -hmm. i'm ready to rock and roll it's it's I've just got it in my head. I know it was on the ABC Family one. I feel like that's where I watched most of the reruns most of my life mm-hmm. was on ABC Family. Yeah, for our younger listeners, that's called Freeform now. Is that even still a thing, Freeform? I don't know. It used to be called Freeform. It used to be, yeah. It's been so many things. It was the Family Channel, then the Fox, Fox Family, Family Channel, then the ABC Family Channel, and then I think right from there it went to Freeform. And I don't even know if it's still around. No clue. I don't have I don't have TV. Me neither, which is why it's probably not correct. Yeah, because let's see if we need to pour a little out for free form. Form. I mean, it seems to still exist. It was founded in 1977. But probably founded as the Family Channel, yeah, right? The Family Channel, yes. The Turner Family Channel. Yeah, it looks like it's still around. I feel like it was originally one of the Ted Turner networks. I have no idea. Let's see here. Here we go. Let's see the Walt Disney Television. Um, it was originally founded as a religious channel. Oh, really? So oh, in satellite service, an extension of televangelist Pat Robertson's Christian Broadcasting Network. They did for a long time every night just play the Seven Hundred Club. That's true. I remember that. Yeah, and then yeah, oh, Hiam Saban and News Corp bought them to make the Fox Family Channel. See, that's when I became aware of them because mm-hmm. they had shows like uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And yeah, the yeah, Creepy yeah. Crawlers TV show. Mm-hmm. I remember that on Fox Family. Um, but then they transitioned to ABC Family. And they mostly at that point were running um, reruns of CW shows. Um, Gilmore Girls, 7th Heaven. Uh, yeah, I remember that era. That was, that was a good era. Yeah, they, they mostly ran those reruns and Boy Meets World reruns. And stuff of, of that nature. Whose line is it anyway? I feel like that's where I watched a lot of whose line. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's where I, I that's where I found most of my most of my Boy Meets World rewatching over the years. Um, I don't know that I ever really watched it when it was on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I watched. I mean, ABC Families or I watched a lot of Boy Meets. World. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. year movie rights to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone to air on cable. Mm, didn't know. Who knew? Uh, anyway, that's enough about them. It's enough of our commercial for Freeform. I'm, I, it's a commercial for me for ABC Fan. Yeah. Screw Freeform. Yeah. No one needs you, Freeform. We hate those guys. You and your pretty little liars and switched at birth, maybe? I think that was still ABC Family. Oh, was it? It was pretty dramatic of a channel. Wow. Um, but anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. But Sean's got a date. Angela's got a date. <laughs> they're talking, They're showing them the, the paper, and Topanga's like, I don't need a document to tell me when I need to butt out. I know that I need to butt out. And then she hands it to Corny. He's like, oh, okay, I think we all know that I <laughs> that I need yeah. this. Yeah. You got me pegged. Yeah, but, but Corey's excited for his friend, and he's like, I'm ready to rock and roll. And then he's like, so where are you taking her? Nah, wherever. Yeah. Sean may not be as into this idea as he seems. Mm-hmm. So then we they are on their date, mm-hmm. doubling with Corey and Topanga, which is funny that it became, I have a date tonight. And he's like, oh, really? And then they're there together. It probably, they needed him to take Sean with, like, to get Sean out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what it came came down to. Because Sean is just drooped over the table sad. Yeah, he's sad. His, his date is there. What was her name? Kelly. Kelly, yes. So From Kelly, Jim. she seems very nice. Um, yeah. She, actually, Kelly's great. Like, not MVP, but almost MVP. Because, like, yeah. she's like, I was a little nervous because Sean's just gotten just out of a really serious long. relationship. And she's, like, totally understanding. Mm-hmm. And she said, it's not me, right? It can't be me. I'm adorable. <laughs> Which I no, because Sean's the problem. It's him. Yeah. But we're not there yet. It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. So Corey's trying to hype him up. He's like, you were the king. He was the king. <laughs> Which was awesome. uh-huh. But then who should show up? Yeah. Same Corey's, Corey's line of, would it, would it make you feel any better if I told you that Angela was in the exact same place as you are? Yeah, probably. Good, because he points his head at him. Angel's in the exact same place you are. <laughs> his pop-up, grab the girl's chair and pull her over. Huh. is perfect. So it's so perfect. So I says to him, if the sun never sets on the British Empire, when do they watch Letterman? <laughs> so good. Yeah, and then Angela comes over and he's like, oh, this could be awkward, but we're both adults. We are both pleasant people. Um, I don't think we should let it affect our night. Ron, it was wonderful to meet you. Angela, always a pleasure. Have a great evening. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, her date's name is Ron. Ron, yes. He also seems great. What? He also seems great. Yeah, he's got a lot less to do than Kelly. No, but he has a lovely voice. He has a lovely voice. Um, and then Corey's talking about how great Sean just did, and he's slowly melting back to the table. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he's back, and he's like, he's a prince. Prince, I tell you. <laughs> um, cut back to that, that same restaurant, and the girl's like, Kelly, not the girl, mm-hmm. Kelly, is saying, hey, what if we turn this around with some karaoke? He's like, I don't do karaoke. 
And they're like, our first contestants, I guess it's a contest. Mm-hmm. It's Angela and Ron. Yeah. And he's like, let's um, pick a so yeah, he's like, let's go ahead and pick a song. Um, pops over. Um, I do know that there is an episode of Pod Meets World where Sean talks about or Ryder, Ryder Strong mm-hmm. talks about how like he was always kind of made fun for his singing voice. Mm-hmm. And like he doesn't even really sing to his wife or anything um, because like he's so self-conscious about how he sings. Yeah. And he mentions this episode as like, I had to sing on stage and it my it was like the n- most nervous I had ever been. I could see that. But he um, fit well into what his character was going through. Yeah, but he did great. Yeah. He he sounded very delightful. Mm-hmm. But Angela and Ron sing their song. Yes. Um, singing in his, it's in his kit. I don't know who sings that. Uh, I used to. Shoop Shoop song. It's in its kiss. It's by Cher, which is funny because um, they sing a, they sing Sunny and Cher. Sunny and Cher, yeah. Um, I thought it was Cher. It sounds like Cher in my head. I have another picture of someone singing it in my head, but I'm not sure what that's from. It's very anyway. funny that it's called the Shoop Shoop song. The Shoop Shoop song. Because the background singers in the song are going, Shoop, 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 Shoop. Um, they do great. Mm-hmm. Ron, again, just wonderful. Angela. Is fine, but then Ron is just like, oh no, that's not the way. And it's just really good. Yeah. I think they play Angela as like kind of nervous. Uh huh. Kind of not sure. More into it. Yeah. And then uh, Corey and Topanga go up, and Topanga is the worst. I don't, <laughs> just have fun. Like, this is just this, this scene is forever in my mind. Yeah. Well, no, the one in the tag is forever in my mind. Uh-huh. I, can I, think this one, I think this one is funnier. Uh, Oh, no, I love the tag one. But go on. Um, but then she's just like, Corey, why are we singing this song? I don't think we're the right ones to express this proper, this this sentiment. And he's like, no, that's great. This is a beautiful song. <laughs> and you're like, okay, what's it going to be? And then it's like the countdown. And then Corey's just like, oh, yeah. What is it good for? Good God, you all. <laughs> what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Corey is in it again. Whoa! Corey is so good. Yeah. Like this yeah. is this is great. Yeah, this is Pete Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Corey is best when Sean is the main character and Corey is his sidekick, and when he's not trying to just interfere. Yes, that too. When when Corey is playing good friend who's kind of quirky, mm-hmm. and again, this is the main thing to talk about. Again, Sean is the only real person. Uh-huh. Like everyone else, like Corey has gotten progressively more cartoony, and, and so is Topanga for that matter. Like Corey is more like obnoxiously cartoony, which I'm not bashing on Corey. I like him in this episode a lot, mm-hmm. but he's like kind of the more obnoxious, kind of a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Topanga is too, but she's the the know it all, um, smart cartoon. Yeah, um, who's like hyper straight man to a wacky character, mm-hmm. which you kind of have to be. Yes, I don't know. There's a part of me that's just like, what if season two, even for somewhat season three, Topanga just kind of carried, carried? I would have liked that. I would have liked that a lot. Yeah, like but people you know, change. You know, people change. People do. Not always for the better. This opinionated, world conscious, like kind of goes back and forth as like a. I really like my rich comforts, but I'm also kind of like a pseudo hippie. 
Like, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I would have really liked that. This is not the first time I have lamented season two Topanga, and it won't be the last. No, but it'd, it'd be nice if she was still around. Yeah, and when she is allowed to have fun, like in the tag of this episode, I love Danielle Fischel and Topanga. Mm-hmm. Like, she's great in, 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 in Then There Were Sean, for example. Um, when she's allowed to have fun and allowed to have a character... And not just be the nag, the know-it-all, the hot arm candy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great. B&B's B&B, iconic Topanga. She only exists in that episode to wear outfits. But when she's like on screen, like... Mm-hmm. like she pops. Why, why, did you, why did you do this, Topanga? Why are you going along with Sean? Let me show you why. <laughs> she like yes. goes and is really nice to them. And then buy yourself a set of heels, honey. It's living. <laughs> I love that. So good. But here in this scene, she's not that. No, she's, she's like absolutely nothing. It <laughs> is funny when Corey like storms off the stage. Mm-hmm. Fine. Oh, always a joke to you. <laughs> he goes and sits down. And then um, I got you, babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, a song that I'm intimately familiar with at this point. Why? Because it's the wake up alarm in Groundhog Day. Oh. <laughs> it's been so long, like I said. Um, yeah, so a song that I'm just intimately familiar with. They're singing, especially right now. Sunny and share. Yes, <laughs> I just watched Groundhog Day. It's still great. Great holds up. It really holds up. Um, yes, but think they're singing, and it seems to be going okay. Like Kelly's very nice, uh-huh. and Sean, like he's doing great. But then she reaches over and grabs his hand, kind of towards the end. Which mm-hmm. I forgot that part was there because I remember him being uncomfortable with it. But then I'm just like, it's just a song. Like you're just singing. It's not real. Like you're performing. Yeah. And so, but then when she reaches and grabs his hand, and he's just like, that's what. It's like, okay, I yeah. can't, I can't do this. But she's just like, that's okay. We'll try another time. Yeah. And she's like, I get that you're hurting. I'll, we'll try another time because I like you. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is the girl Sean should have ended up with. Yeah, she seems great. <laughs> Very nice. Um, or Angela. Yeah, or Angela. Um, eventually, we'll get to kind of the the Sean of it all in Girl Meets World. Because mm-hmm. I actually, maybe, maybe hard opinion, I actually think it's good. Maybe not that he marries Maya's mom so quickly and everything, but I actually think they bring up a lot of really good points in Girl Meets World about Sean's original character. Because again, Sean is the only one that has character. Mm-hmm. And even in that show, it continues on. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so anyway, it's it's very good. Sean, Sean's date, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the end of that, though, of that scene. Mm-hmm. And then we're back at the union. Yeah. The Cor- union. Corey is talking to Sean. Mm-hmm. Is Topanga also there? If she is, she doesn't say anything. Yeah, I, but they're, they're talking, and Sean just feels like, no, Topanga is there because he's talking about their relationship. And how their yeah. relationship is great. Um. And they're, he's like, I want to be having nor- be normal like you two. And they're like, we're not normal. Like, we've loved each other since we were two, which is a further um, changing of the story by them. Yeah. It's well, been three, and- it's been two. It's been since we were in our strollers. Yeah. Who even knows? Yeah. Very young. Mm-hmm. I say stuff like that too. Like, yeah, it's just like, expression. I don't think that's. Yeah, it's not a timeline thing. It's just uh, the story keeps changing in s- subtle ways because. That's just how the mind works. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, and Sean 
displays very classic abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. And whoever is writing Sean at this point knows how to write abandonment. No one knows how to write mm-hmm. new character progression in this whole series. But someone is like, they've got the reins on the Sean character. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, like this needs to progress normally. And like self-sabotaging in a relationship because you don't think you're worthy to be in one. Um, inability to pursue happiness um, because of fear of being abandoned, just like last episode. Like, and then like blaming yourself and not understanding why you are the way you are. Like as someone with abandonment issues, I relate to all of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's good it's good writing. It's a good understanding of like what someone who grows up with a trauma background like Sean like would probably be going through. And it's this really cool moment, I think, of self-realization at the very end. And he's like, Corey, I've never understood until now how different you and I are. Like he's almost coming to grips with his own self-loathing that we've been talking about since like season three. Mm-hmm. He just never realized that it was there. Yeah. All of the, like, Corey, you don't deserve that pain. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's realizing now, like, oh, I thought oh, I did. <laughs> like, messed up. Yeah. And he, he he's having all this, like, these real fears. And he's like, I, you know, I think I can't be around you guys right now. Um, which, putting distance between those and the ones you love. Classic abandonment issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Sean just can't catch a break. No. but He's the ones who really not catch a break next. He he lives in a Sean is a real person that lives in a world of cartoon characters, and he literally watches this little curly-haired privileged boy every week learn some kind of lesson. <laughs> or not learn it. And then like never change. And Corey and Sean is a changing character in all of this. So you're saying that Sean is Michael Jordan in Space Jam. And Corey is Bugs Bunny. No, Corey's not even Bugs Bunny. Corey's like C-tier Looney Tune, whoever that might be. You know, Corey can be Bugs Bunny and Topanga can be Lola. I'm okay with that because they kind of have that same dynamic. She's way too good for him. She's way too good for him and like the straight person to his craziness. Mm -hmm. And Topanga is really good at basketball. (laughs) Really good at basketball. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I watched this scene and I'm like, how is everyone in this entire episode such... Because this isn't going to affect Alan. We're not going to talk about the time he had his midlife crisis. Like, this wasn't built up to that Alan was building towards a midlife crisis. Yeah. Like, Alan's going to be the same next week as he was two weeks ago. Yeah, but this is like seasons-long character yeah. progression. It's seasons-long, and it's all... And the thing about Sean is he's always, like, learning and unlearning. Because, mm-hmm. like... Like, the whole original Topanga thing was him learning, and now it's him unlearning. And he's about to go through another arc where he has to, like, reckon with himself. But it's always it's always different mm-hmm. for Sean. And he, he, he continues to be the only character, the only one with any sort of arc. It's happy for him. And it's been since... You could claim it's been since the first Christmas episode. Um, it's most obvious in the season two finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where all of the like subtext kind of becomes text. Yeah, where you really meet Chet. Is that where you meet Chet? Yeah, that's where you first get get, get Chet. Chet. Yeah, we've heard that he's a tire salesman before that, and uh-huh. um, that he lo- got lost his job in the 
and Sean. Sean might be a little poorer than Corey. We kind of learned that first Christmas episode. Yeah. And then things just sort of develop from there. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think this season, this episode is really great. I think the tag at the, not the tag, but the like conclusion where they're all talking to Eric and everyone's there, even Ron and Sean like comes to the door, sees his friends, kind of gets excited to go in and then kind of stops mm-hmm. and kind of turns the other way and, running away from the people who he should be running to kind of a deal. Yeah. I think it's great. They sure do like to use that. Cause that happened in the last episode too. Like the whole family was together listening to the story and then Sean and Angela walk in. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. But Sean realizing like, I gotta, I gotta work on some stuff, but also maybe like pushing people away before they push him away. Kind of a deal. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, Sean, Shawnee, Shawnzy. It's a great minute and moment, and I love Boy Meets World. I do, and I love that everyone's a cartoon character. Eric makes me laugh consistently, and when Corey's like this, I like him. And I just uh-huh. talked about how much I can love Topanga when she's allowed to like have fun, shine, yeah, huh? When she's allowed to shine, yeah. But y- you contrast that with the actual person that they portray Sean as, and it's like because even. Even Corey and Topanga's breakup was about Sean. Yeah. Even their breakup is about Sean going through the five stages of grief. Corey and Topanga never really change in that whole thing. They need like a magic switch mm-hmm. to, to, to change themselves. Yeah. But Sean like develops and deals. Yeah, like, yeah, he thinks about things and really wrestles with ideas and has to come to terms with things. And that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And yet we watch. Yet we have a whole podcast about it. Well, I'm just saying it's ridiculous. Like, Corey is not the main character of the show. He may be in it the most. Maybe he never was. Well, in season one, he definitely is. Yeah, you're right. He, he's absolutely the main character there. Sean doesn't even get a name for several episodes. <laughs> yeah, for several episodes. Until Corey's alternative friends. Mm-hmm. But then we have our tag at the end, which mm-hmm. is just Corey and Topanga singing War again. Yes, but this time to pay attention to it. And it's very fun. Yeah. I just always picture Corey going, oh, <gasps> yeah, it's pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. It's very iconic. It's it's what I like my Corey to be. Just madcap. Mm-hmm. Um, and there it is. That's it. There's the episode. That's it. That's it. Um, that's the whole thing. Ratings. Um, let me pull up my spreadsheet. This episode is called Cutting the Cord. Because Sean is cutting the cord of his helpful relationships and killing Corey and Topanga to butt out. And also, there's a baby that gets born. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an 8. 8? Hey, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, as I said, I mean, you kind of talked me up on it a little bit because I, I felt pretty indifferent to it as I was watching. But there were parts of it that I enjoyed, parts that were fun. Part of me that just really wants good things to happen to Sean, but also realizing that that won't happen. No. No. Starting next episode. Yeah. Next episode, things are looking up. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of this episode is just good. It's good. It's mm-hmm. like a solid, like, 7 out of 10. But that's not what I'm giving it. Okay. You put those fingers down. I was like, you said, you said this was maybe your second favorite. Yeah. I think most of it is is that, um, but then I think pretty much 
like the restaurant scenes and the talk with Corey and the walk away. I think they're all really good. I think they're all really powerful. I think they're all very real in a world where everyone is very much acting like cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that gives it more power and more weight. Again, Sean is carrying the emotional weight of the show. Um, um, and I just, I think it's great. So uh, I'm going to give it probably an 8.5, maybe a nine. Let's go 8.75. That is a good average of those two numbers. Not your high. Not, hmm. Everybody loves Stuart is about half a point higher for you. Okay. Well, but that's fine. Yeah, I do remember being surprised that I enjoyed that one as much as I was. But now I have to do math. Ooh, 8.375 is our average. 8.375 for this one. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what happened here? Uh, in, and in case I don't see it, where <laughs> we scored it at a 5.25. I was like, really? I was like, like 4.5? Did you score a 5 on that one? What? Well, I first saw that you gave it a 4.5, and I was like, whoa, did we go on a scale out of 5 or something? That seems really low. And I was like, oh, wait, no. Wow, I can't believe I gave that a 4.5. I wonder what I gave it points for. There's almost nothing I enjoy about that episode. Oh, it's all Jack. That's impressive. (laughs) He has Jack's three things. (laughs) That's impressive. Oh, he really thought this through. (laughs) Um, Who's our MVP for this one, though? It's Sean. I mean, it has to be, right? I mean, you could give it to Eric for comedy. But again, like, Sean is still pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And he carries the emotional weight of the entire episode. You know what's crazy? What? It's yeah. taken us this long, 12 episodes, to get to Sean having an MVP this season. Yeah. I, I don't think this has been Sean's strongest season. But mostly because they've been sidelining. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been around. Yeah. His whole thing this season has kind of been like disconnecting from his friends. Yeah. So it was almost a moment of him saying it out loud. Like it's already been happening. Yeah. Um, I do think we will give him a few more. I can't be certain, but there's some real strong Sean episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we're taking a turn for the dramatic. Kind of yeah, I'm that. actually really excited about the rest of this season. Um from from what I you're can really remember. excited for that appearance from '90s girl group Nobody's Angel. Yeah, I am. I I, I remember loving that episode first and foremost. That mm-hmm. one first and foremost. And so the episode of this would be boy meets all caps all caps. Yeah. Oh yes. I was just gonna say boy meets share. I was gonna say boy meets war. Boy meets war. I like that because that's all Corey really does. I mean, like him that way. And he meets the tumultuous war going on inside of Sean's soul. Mm-hmm. The war for Sean's very soul. Um, yeah. Congratulations, Sean. Yeah. You did it. You did it. I I will be... It's kind of annoying because I don't think I have some of the previous season final tallies. I, I know I have some of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I have all of them. So okay. I'm probably going to have to go back through. But I am very interested to see... Who gets the most MVP? Yes. I, it will be between Eric, Sean, and Corey pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and I think even with us, Corey will be the favored to win, but I think Sean could sneak in there. Mm-hmm. Corey surprisingly so, had a strong showing this season so far. Yeah, Corey's had a very strong season this far. And I believe season three, maybe, we give Eric, we, we Eric had the most that season. Good for him. 
So he he could be a dark horse winner. Um, you know, it'd be fun if we thought of these things years ago at this point and like wrote something down. You know, it would be, but it wouldn't be us. It's like we're an ancient civilization who hadn't figured out writing yet. Yes. You know, I probably sent you pictures of the tallies when I was done with most of them. Well, my text messages delete after 30 days. So. Mine don't. I keep them forever. Well, you can check that out. Yeah. Well, right. I, if I type in tournament, I may, because I don't use that word very often. No. I'll have to page through a few times where you say tournament arc. That's um, true. I do say that sometimes. But, but I think I may be able to find those pictures. We'll see. But there will be, at the end of Season 7, a tally of who got the most MVPs. I can't wait. Um, yeah. I can't either, actually. Um, is there anything else? I don't think so. Any listener mail? Uh, let me look. It has been the Thanksgiving weekend here, so I am very uh, unprepared for everything. Um, nothing there. Let's see on our Twitters. Uh, we had the funny map back and forth with Mike from that lighthouse there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in reference to Pokemon. Hey, Mike, how are you liking Pokemon? Tweet at us. Um, did we talk about Mandy Louise saying that um, Boy Meets World Fever is one of her favorite podcasts right now? Um, check it out if you loved the show as much as she did. Thanks, Mandy. I'm <laughs> replying to you on Twitter right now. Oh, Mandy. I am I am tweeting you in live, uh, live time. So if you check the time that I tweeted at you, Mandy, um, you will you will know exactly when we recorded. Yeah, cross reference it. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. I'm trying to find it now so I can see. Um, it was from November 18th. Um, we got some strong reactions to the Chill Vibes Only podcast. I hope they were positive. I'm not actually sure from who. Uh, Mike was wondering when it was going to end, and then oh, yes. it wasn't going to. <laughs> um, Majin Silva is what he's calling himself now, which I love that name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Said, I kept thinking the bit was going to end, and it just never did. It never ended. Why would we end such a good thing? Yeah, why would you? Um, we loved it. Um, well, this is interesting audio for everyone, but you can... Um, if you have any comments or snide remarks, you can leave those at on Twitter. Great place for snide remarks these days. At BG World Fever over yeah. on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, where I usually post when the new episode is out there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, let us know how your time loop day celebrations were. Yeah, if you if you had one, let me know. Um, I've been throwing time loop out into the world for a little over ten years now. I'm wondering if anyone anywhere is like... This seems like a good thing. Adopt? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my wife has, so... My wife. When, we went to, when we went to bed that night, she goes, you know, I really like Time Loop Day. I'm like, yes, winning. Now, now there are two. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, my Time Loop Day was great. Um, I uh, decided this year that I was going to make all of the bacon as, like, bits... Like, I cut it all up with scissors and threw it on the frying pan. Um, and then I mixed it into the eggs with the cheese. I just kind of dumped it all together and mixed it in as, like, a filling. Mm-hmm. Um, threw it on the tortilla. Um, and then toasted the tortilla with some more cheese. 
Um, it's very good. Uh, it was probably the best breakfast burritos I'd ever made. I love that. So I put um, a dash of milk in the eggs, a little bit of cheese, like when they were still raw, and a couple of dabs of hot sauce. Uh, scrambled all that, um, put more cheese in with the bacon, and then when I got the tortilla, threw it on the skillet with some cheese in the middle to melt it, and then put the filling on. Uh, assembled it all, toasted it on both sides. Oh, excuse me. Toasted it on both sides. It was great. Sounds really great. I need it. Yeah, it was probably the best breakfast breed I'd ever made. Um, I had decided to do it as filling so I could put it in the fridge and like kind of just take it out and make more, but I ate it all. So, <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes on me. You just ate it all. Um, yes, let us know if you celebrated Time Loop Day or watched any other Time Loop content. Or what's your favorite breakfast burrito? Yeah. Me? I love the ultimate meat and cheese in Sonic. It's good. It is really um, good. I have a new hot sauce that I didn't try. I actually got it yesterday. But we should make some breakfast burritos and try it out, Cam. Yes, we should. It's not, like, insanely hot. It's pretty hot. Pretty hot. Not insanely hot. I've been cold. So, it's it's a ghost pepper sauce. Oh, my. Um, insanely hot. It's just, like, middle road for me. Yeah. That seems like an upper limit for me. Um, but uh, it's an upper limit. Yes, I know my limits. Carolina Reaper is the limit. Uh, see, I actually, let, let's have some hot sauce talk right now. Just for a sec. Um, don't actually love, I love the heat of a Carolina Reaper. Um, don't actually love the taste. It's got this floral taste I just do not care for. Um, it's not my favorite. So whenever someone's like, ooh, Carolina Reaper sauce, I'm like, yeah, but... What else? My favorite flavor of any pepper is ghost pepper. Um, it's got this like smoky, almost tanginess that I just love. Mm-hmm. I love know. it. Um, Scorpion is really good. It's got a much more earthy flavor for a hot sauce. Um, so yeah, not a big, not a huge Carolina Reaper fan. Who knew? I certainly didn't. So right now, uh, do love the heat though. Do do love the heat. I love a good like if the main heat component. is not flavor. Yeah. Give me some other flavors. Well, there you have it. Pepper Talk from the Pepper Man. Uh, Scovillain uh, is the best new Pokemon. So yeah, As soon as he, as soon as my little um, Capsay kid evolved, I was like, yep, that's chances. Well, I mean, Grass Fire is the type that everyone's wanted for so long. He's so cool. The, the two-headed... Um, interestingly, the green head spouts the fire, and the Redhead is doing anything that has to do with grass attacks. I thought that was interesting. That's very fun. Um, and I don't know if you've seen his shiny. You should look it up. But it looks like he's wearing like almost a Woody esque um, costume. Oh, okay. I'll have to look that up. His top is yellow, and his um, bottom kind of looks like jeans. <laughs> and with That's his great. little with his little arms, like that kind of like make that kind of cowboy-esque um, shape. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it makes me think of anyway. Love that. So, let's go villain. My favorite new of the new Pokemon. And we'll hear more about those later. Yeah, you will. There's lots of good ones. Well, we'll do a tier ranking of all of our favorites. Okay. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. Um, but at the moment, that's all I got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever... So long, world. So long, world.